0: Just a little injury cleanup from yesterday. Golden yep. Tate, Blake Martinez, R.J. McIntosh, Montre Hartridge. I'm not sure if I left anyone out there, but just wanted to see uh, any updates. You know what, really, we're, we're expecting all of them except for Golden to practice today. Uh, Golden's going to go ahead and stay behind with the trainers, kind of get a look out on something. We'll see where he, see where he is. He's really kind of day-to-day right now. Um, but the other guys, you know, they should be out there ready to roll today. Thanks. Chris? Hey, Coach, how you doing? Good, uh, how you doing today? Good. You're bringing in Logan Ryan, uh, known as a high-character guy. Coach, talk about him as far as on the field and off the field. You're obviously very familiar with him up in New England. He's been through it all. What is he going to bring to this team? You know, I think Logan's a guy that comes to work every day with the right demeanor. He's a smart guy. He plays tough on the field. He's a player that, you know, I noticed through my time with him and then also my time away competing against him that, He's a guy that, you know, really improves, you know, from year to year. He really works on his craft. He's not just a guy that's out there kind of this is what I am. He's always looking to work on, you know, maybe something that, you know, hurt him the year before, and he's looking to always go ahead and improve on his strengths. But, look, he brings a lot of versatility. He's a smart, tough football player. We're glad to have him. You know, we've got a lot of guys in that defensive backfield, I said, making a lot of improvements every day. So, you know, it would be good to get him in the mix with all those guys. Thanks, Coach. Brian. Joe, was uh, was McKinney kind of the, sh- the straw that broke the camel's back there in terms of wanting to add a defensive back? Um, obviously, Logan's been out there for a long time. But when you guys lost McKinney, was that had the urgency? Uh, we're always evaluating our roster. We're always looking at who's uh, who's out there. Uh, you know, we'd had talks previously with Logan. I don't want to go into too much detail. But, you know, this wasn't the first round of talks we had with him. So I'm glad it worked out. and I'm glad he's on his way up here. Hey, Joe, you mentioned, um, you know, you, you, you've had conversations with Logan, you know, and his representatives before. How much it was this eye-opening to you, this whole waiting game as a head coach? You know, you know the player, you like the player, you got to wait, you got to talk to Dave, you got to talk to Kevin, and, and kind of, you know, this is the first time as a head coach you had to play this waiting game. Well, you know what, as you said, Paul, obviously it's the first time as a head coach I've had to do this waiting game. But it's not the first time we've gone through this. You're always in dealings as an assistant, a coordinator with the head coach, knowing what the personnel moves may or may not be. You know, I'd say there's a little more foot tapping when you're the assistant or the coordinator where you don't have every piece of information going on at the time. Sometimes you feel like you're in the dark. Um, But, you know, when there's something you need to know, you get informed. And, Joe, is he a, a cornerback or a safety? You know, he's going to play a variety of roles for us. So if I gave you one answer right there, I'd be lying. You know, Logan, one of the strengths is really his versatility. We're going to play him, you know, in different packages all over the field. You know, really having a guy like that allows you to play other guys, you know, in fewer positions because he can handle a lot of the multiples while these guys are learning the system. Thank you. Lombardo? Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Good, Matt. What's up, man? Hey, um, I'm curious, given, you know, your past experience with Logan in New England, um, A, how active you were in the role of kind of scouting him, having the conversations of bringing him in here, and B, um, you know, what about his skill set maybe separated him from some of the other guys that were available? Well, I'd say, you know, past experience is only part of it. These are obviously discussions we've had with the coaching and the personnel staff, you know, throughout the course of the offseason, knowing who's out there, who's available, what needs we're looking to fill. So we work together across the building, making sure we're all on the same page, and we're very open. There's a lot of synergy in how we're working right now, so that's been very positive. I'd say in terms of skill set, as I referenced a minute ago, really the versatility within his skill set is probably the greatest strength. He does a lot of things really well. His ability to do more than one thing makes him a big strength of the team. Hey, Joe, um, jumping off that a little bit, I, I know you were there when Logan was drafted by the Patriots, like you were there when he first arrived. Like, do, you have, do you have any memories of – when he first came to the organization? I know he started out playing a lot of special teams for you, so I'm sure you got a lot of time with him. I'm just curious, like, if you have memories of that time. Yeah, I got a ton of memories with Logan. You know, obviously, like you said, I was there early on. It was only my second year in the league when we drafted Logan. Um, so, you know, we kind of learned a lot of stuff together, to be honest with you, as you get work. And I was working with him as a gunner, a vice player, and a core special teamer for us. And obviously, he was growing within his defensive role. I think the thing that stands out to me the most about Logan is the improvement I watched him make from year one to year two. And the thing you could notice was he was a guy that when the season was over, he hung behind. He wasn't in a hurry to get out of there. And him and Deron Harmon were actually two. They're Rutgers teammates. They hung around the building the entire offseason. And you could physically see the transformation in their bodies. So you could see the work with evidence and how they changed, how they looked. And it transferred over onto the field with how they played. And then how, how valuable is it bringing in a veteran like that, especially someone who's been around so many winning uh, organizations and, you know, he's won Super Bowls and he's made the playoffs. Like, how valuable is it bringing in a guy like that, especially for a young group? To me, it's valuable bringing good football players no matter what age yeah. they are. Again, I've referenced before, it doesn't matter, you know, what year you are in the league. If you're a good player, you'll help us. It's our job as coaches to make sure everyone knows how to play, what the responsibilities are, and make sure they know what the expectations and the culture are. But we're excited to have Logan on his way. Thanks. All right, we'll take uh, four more. Uh, Rock? Joe, I don't know if you've been asked about Logan Ryan yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, real, real quick, um, how do you sort of balance uh, your desire to develop the young guys with having a, a veteran in here who's probably going to take up a lot of snaps and, and keep the, some of those young guys off the field? Yeah, I don't think it's a conflict at all, Tom. I think, you know, like I said earlier, he's going to play a variety of roles, so it's going to allow other guys to really develop in what they do. We're going to play a lot of defensive backs by game plan, package, situation, and different roles. So everyone has to develop all the way. You know, we're looking to play guys on defense, the kicking game, as well as the offensive guys on offense and the kicking game. So, look, we're looking to develop the entire roster. And whether that shakes out to be the 53, the practice squad, whatever it may be, you know, our job as coaches is to keep the team developing throughout the course of the year so that we have a better product at the end of the season than we do at the beginning. And what's the, the – um... I guess what's the perfect timeline for getting him actually out there on the field? Is, is that even going to happen before Thursday, you think? Or uh, you have to wait probably till next week? No, just with the protocols in place, we won't see him before Thursday. Thank you. Ed? Hey, Joe. Um, you, I wanted to ask you a little bit different. Um, you brought in a couple of other cornerbacks uh, a couple days ago. You haven't really been asked about those guys what did you like about those guys, you know, Brandon and, uh, and Kavari? And with this many new faces, how difficult is it to put a secondary together uh, this quickly? Well, you just have to be very uh, purposeful in how you instruct them and what you ask them to do. You can't load them with all the information in one day. So when you get guys, you know, whether it's later in training camp, middle of the season, you know, it used to be you'd sign a guy on a Tuesday after a workout getting ready for, the, you know, Wednesday's practice – You've got to make sure you give them what they need to know at that moment and then let them build and expand on it as you, get, as you go through different situations and practice. You know, with all the guys we've added, obviously they all have a uh, physical skill set that can add to what we're doing defensively package-wise. I like their demeanor and play. You know, these are guys that have good focus in the classroom. They have the right kind of personality to fit our culture. You know, we're letting them out there right now to compete with everybody else. Uh, we've already seen them show up on tape in different instances, so we're excited about the opportunity to work with them for another week, and uh, we'll see where it all shakes out. John? Hey, Joe, I got a couple of random non-Logan Ryan questions. Um, it seems like Peppers has cramped up quite a bit during practices, and I'm sure that's not something you want to have happen on Sundays. What, what does he need to do differently to, to prevent that? Yeah, you know, I think he's already doing a good job of hydrating. We test our players' hydration levels when they come in the building in the morning to make sure they're ready to go on practice field. We don't want to put anybody out there on the field who's not ready to practice hydration-wise because that's the number one factor in soft tissue injuries. So he's done a great job as far as staying ahead on the hydration, replenishing and fluids. You know, We weigh these guys in. We weigh them out to make sure we can monitor what their bodies have done throughout the course of the practice, and so we can go ahead and treat them, you know, the best way through fluids and nutrition and rest and to make sure we're on the right track. But, you know, like he's done everything we've asked him to do. He plays with a high motor. Some guys sweat more than others. You know, there's opportunities in games where you give IVs at halftime or, you know, there's extra opportunities to kind of give different salt pills and fluids. You know, right now practice, he's a guy, you know, that just goes 100 miles an hour, and sometimes you got to remind those guys to drink a little bit extra. And then the other thing is I don't think I've seen any of your players wearing those, like, COVID face shields or whatever you call them. Is that something you guys experimented at all early in camp when you are just out there in the helmets and guys didn't like them, or is that something you guys have, uh, have given a try? You're referring to the plastic ones? Yeah, yeah. We actually wear those for every walkthrough we do. You know, so we would go in the in – during the acclimation period, we'd go in the stadium for a nightly walkthrough. They would have to wear a face mask and the clear plastic shield over top, and we just explained them that, you know, we're going to put you in close quarters at times. We're going to make sure we're as safe as possible. And there were different scenarios within meetings itself where maybe we did a walkthrough inside. We did the same thing. Anytime that we were close to each other, they had the face shields on along with a mask. Last one here, Jordan. Hey, Joe. What have you seen from Corey Ballantyne so far? You know, i see seen a lot of improvement. And uh, he's obviously an athletic guy. He's got good top speed that he can really run with anybody on the field. You know, it's really patience with the technique. I see a lot of improvement with him on as far as, you know, trusting his speed, trusting the technique, not overreacting at the top of the route. You know, it's – look, some of the things we ask these guys to do, especially early in camp, are foreign to them. It takes a little bit of time to play the technique to where we're demanding to. And I've seen daily improvement from Corey. How much confidence is there that he could be a starter on the outside in this league? I know last year maybe it was by you know, necessity, but he played on the inside a lot. Yeah, you know, what? whether it's inside or outside, you know, anyone we put on the field, we have confidence in our guys. I can't look at the other, you know, 10 guys on the field, you know, or the other 52 in the locker room and put somebody out there that we don't have confidence in. You know, if there's someone that we're not percent sure on, then it's our job as coaches to find another way to match the opponent without using that person, so everyone we put on, through we have confidence in Jordan.